Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Happy Thursday, everybody. Now, this episode is going up the day before Valentine's Day, February 13th. So it's all about love, all four things. Uh, my first thing is going to be an interview that I did or a little sit down I did with my friend Miley. And I just, she, she writes a blog and she has an Instagram post. She's very creative, loves to write. And she had thrown something up a couple of weeks ago that I thought was interesting. And so I was like, hey, would you mind coming on my podcast to talk about that? And while the main topic of it is marriage, we talk about other things too. So don't feel like you have to be married or in a relationship to take things away from our little chat or that you have to be married or in a relationship to take things away from this podcast, being that it's about love and Valentine's Day. Um, The second thing I'm going to get into is five ways to fall in love with yourself this Valentine's Day and how it's important to be taking care of yourself. Like if you're not properly caring for yourself and loving yourself, then you can't be there for other people in your life that you need to care for and show love to. So we'll go over that. And then I also thought we'd discuss loving others. That's something that we're big here or we're big about here at the podcast is loving your neighbor, loving others. And what does that look like? It doesn't have to be a romantic type love, but how can we better love people in our life? So we'll go over that. And, um, you know, sometimes it's difficult to love certain people. So we'll go over in that some of the secrets to loving others, even when it is hard. And then lastly, for the fourth thing, we will go over some of the top romantic movies of all time. Because I don't know, maybe you're doing nothing for Valentine's Day, or maybe you want to stay in and watch a romantic movie with your love bug. (laughs) I don't know why I just said that. Um, Or maybe you're getting together with some girlfriends and you're like, oh, what are some movies maybe we should watch? So we'll just go over some of those. So that way you can keep some of those in your back pocket in case you want to do that. Uh, Mary and I will actually be doing an Espoir Live on Friday night. So maybe before or after you watch one of these romantic movies, you could join our live. The Instagram is at Shop Espoir and we'll be talking about, I don't know, all kinds of things. We just kind of talk with y'all and we'll talk about Haiti. And also on Friday, we are launching our four things, customizable zip pouches. Again, it's a relaunch. We're bringing them back. We had to take them away for a little bit um, because customizing gets a little tricky and we can only have so many different options out there to customize. You can still customize four things totes. um, But I think we had to press pause on the zipper pouches back at Christmas when we were doing the pullovers. And anyway, some of you have been waiting for those to be back up, and they are uh, as of Friday. If you're listening to this on Friday, then they're they're available again. If you're listening to this on Thursday, then tomorrow. So be thinking of your four things. These are so cute. They're like a little mini tote, but they have a zipper, and they can go inside your bag, and you can put whatever four things. There is a 13-character limit, so you can't have as many characters per thing as you can on totes. But if you want to see what they look like, um, you can go to – like they're up on the Instagram at Shop Espoir. RadioAmy.com to access any shopping you may want to do or planning or whatever. Hashtag four things. There's probably some up there. Four things zip pouches. Uh, But I think they make great gifts. So what Mary and I just want to encourage y'all to do too is really think about like right now when you're maybe thinking about others in your life that you want to show love to. Like these, I'm not just saying this because 
we make these products, like we really do think that they're special and thoughtful and then they give back to Haiti. So it is a gift that's a win-win. So you could actually get a lot of your shopping done for the year if you just bust out your calendar and look at when people's birthdays are and maybe you want to get them a zip pouch. Well, do it on Friday when they're available or maybe you want to get them a tote. You can just go ahead and do that now and place all the orders and get them in the mail and have them and then boom, your shopping is done. And Mary and I have even talked about this on one of the the Friday Night Lives that we've done is how we both have started to create gift drawers in our house and not just of our stuff. It's like things we find at Target or on Amazon or like at a beauty store that we like, like little things that we think make good gifts or candles. And that way, if you're ever in a pinch, and it's not that it's not thoughtful because it's stuff you actually really would love to give somebody, but you just already have a gift drawer where stuff is stocked up, loaded, and ready to go. And then if something pops up and you need a gift, boom, you just go to your gift drawer and you're prepared. So that is, you know, something that we've shared before on a Friday Night Live. Um, You never know really what we're going to talk about. Sometimes we link up and we talk with you um, and we get face to face and you get to give a shout out. We may ask you like four things that you're thankful for. So which speaking of that gratitude challenge is coming up um, March 1st. So it'll be for the whole month of March. So find a journal that you can use or order one of our four things, gratitude journals, obviously, that would be awesome. They're tie dye. So cute. If you've never seen them. And I feel like some of you that are loyal listeners, you're like, okay, Amy, yeah, we get it. We know where to find this stuff, but people miss it. And I still get DMs and emails and messages. And so I feel like a broken record. And so I apologize to those of you that have heard it before, but I mean, I just feel like some people don't, don't know, or we might have new listeners here. So just bear with me. And then if y'all want to do us a favor and ever post about your stuff or post, post about Pimp and Joy stuff that you have, post about Espoir things or post about this podcast. Like that's how we spread the word. We basically use social media to put things out there. So I appreciate all of you that have done that before. And I'll say thank you in advance for those of you that are going to do it after you listen to this episode. <laughs> um, where where am I? Oh, I think I've given all the four things that we're going to do. And then obviously at the end of the episode, I will do an email shout out as always. And y'all can send your emails to four things with Amy Brown at gmail.com. If you've got a question for the fifth thing, which is the Q&A episode on Tuesdays, put that in the subject line, like in all caps, it's a fifth thing question. Um, if not, if you just got something to say, then you never know when it might end up in an email shout out. So I really like the one that we have today too. Um, it's a really cute thing that a teacher is doing. So, all right, let's get started. First thing. Okay, so I've got my friend Miley here for this episode of Love. She's going to be the first thing. You're the first thing in the in the Valentine's episode. I love this. And I'm just going to go ahead and have Miley say her last name and even her <laughs> website. And then she's going to talk about, well, sort of like the importance of why it was important for you to keep your name. Now, she's married and she took her husband's last name. Yes. But professionally and like her blog and stuff is under. Yes, it's Miley Missahan. And it's Miley-Missahan.com is my site. And I go by Miley Missahan on my Instagram, mm-hmm. even though I'm a Stover for life. Yeah. And Missahan is M-I-S-A-J-O-N. Yes. Because right. in my mind, I would have said John. <laughs> yes. Everybody has said it wrong my entire life. <laughs> and your, and your married name is Stover. Yes. <laughs> which would be so much easier. <laughs> but I love that you're proud of your... Your family roots. Yes, I am. Well, you know, my dad is 
my hero, and he's um, Filipino and Hawaiian, and um, I look a lot like him, although I look a lot like my mother as well, and she's Irish. But I just, I don't know, my whole life, it's been a hard name to have. I didn't grow up with a simple name. Um, my parents named me Miley because um, of the some Elvis movie that they loved. And of course, Miley was not the same as Shelby and Kelly and all the other names of all my friends in school. But Miley Missahan was my name. And I just decided to keep it throughout my professional career. And even as a mom, I mean, I know I'm Stover. My kids know I'm Sto- know that I'm Stover, but um, there's something about me keeping my identity as a writer and as a creator, as a creative in general. Just staying Miley Misahan sounded right to me. Yeah, I guess. And that you got to follow what sounds right to you, what what yeah. you feel is going to be best for you. Yeah. And speaking of your writing, that's what I asked you to come on is a blog post that you wrote. You. And the title of the post was Friendly Reminder That Love and Marriage Is Not Valentine's Day. <laughs> and so I thought I would have you come on and elaborate on this and share with us, um, you know, kind of what what prompted you to write this. And I will say in the blog, which before we get into it, if y'all do go to her Instagram, um, Miley Messehan. <laughs> um, and Miley is M-A-I-L-E. Yes. And then it's M-I-S-A-J-O-N. Miley is stunning. She's so beautiful. She's a mom of three. She has a daughter and then two twin boys and... She's killing it. Thank you. That game for sure. <laughs> and she is very creative and has a lot to offer. And I just appreciated, I appreciate a lot of her posts, but I thought this one was very fitting for the Valentine's Day one. And some of you listening may not be married, but you might be in a relationship. And if you're not in a relationship now, you might be one day. <laughs> so, if, or this might be something helpful for you to share with others that are in a relationship, but yeah. I just thought it was fitting for this episode and y'all should go check her out because yeah, she's, you're gonna be like, Oh, Hey, Hey, <laughs> beautiful person. That's also smart <laughs> and so has sweet. some wisdom. So anyway, in the, in the post, it's a picture of you and your husband from your wedding day. Yes. And I'm going to read the first little paragraph and okay. then I'm going to let you take it from there okay. on what you had to say. But You commented on the picture. You said, we look so young here and hungry for life and each other. You can see it in our faces. There is an innocence to our love, to our souls, and to what marriage felt like three hours in. Sexy, like the velvety roses he would buy me for Valentine's. And don't worry, he still occasionally buys me flowers. But let's just set the record straight. Love and marriage is not Valentine's Day. And here's why. Okay. (laughs) And now you can get into what, what, what prompted you to write this? Well, I, you know, we are um, 12 years into our marriage about, and um, I love him more than anything. He is my person. Um, it took me a long time to find him. And I come from a mom and dad who are still married and they still make out and they still love each other a lot. And I always thought like, that's what I want to have is that kind of relationship. And I remember like one year into my marriage, I called my mom crying and we had just gotten into a fight or whatever. And she was like, marriage is not like perfect. It's not easy all the time. I'm like, dad's never pissed you off. She's like, oh, come on. She's like, your father has made mistakes. I've made mistakes. Like we're not perfect. 
So get that out of your head and move on. Say you're sorry, or hopefully he says he's sorry, and move on. And so cut to now, I mean, we, I'm a mother of three of our kids. We also, I have a stepson, so we have four. We are a family of six. We're busy. Um, my husband's got an incredibly demanding job. He's a writer and a producer and a publisher, and he's crazy busy. And I'm taking care of the kids all the time, and I'm also creative part-time. So to put it bluntly, like life as a married couple with a lot of kids is really hard. But I, I think the reason why I wrote this is because I was thinking about Valentine's Day and sometimes I put together like, you know, a list of things that we could buy our husband or our boyfriend or buy our, you know, Galentine for a girl's party or whatever, um, or things that I might like for him to buy me. And honestly, I am, I want connection. And I always feel like in our marriage, that's the one thing that I'm dying for is connection. And when you have multiple kids or somebody's sick or somebody, you know, he's got to stay late at his job or I'm frustrated about that, like it gets really hard. And all I really want is to be with him. So I was like, you know, love and marriage is not Valentine's Day. It's not, it's not red, perfect roses that are delivered to your door with perfect chocolate and a date in the busiest restaurant in town on the 14th of February, which if you wanted to go, go do that, I highly recommend go do that if that's what your heart says to do. But for me at this stage, like I just wanted to be real with my readers and say like, we don't have a perfect marriage and a perfect life. And I just want to be connected to him. So I said to him, he said to me, um, we have like this um, event that I have to go to for one of my artists. What do you think that we just spend the night downtown? And I was like, I was going to say we should spend the night downtown because we always go on hotel tonight to check if there's a room during any of the, you know, um, award season stuff. And we found a room and we were like, this is Valentine's Day. This is, this is our Valentine's Day. And this was a couple, this was like a week or two ago. This was like a week. Yeah. This was before Valentine's Day. Yes. And I just said, he had said that to me and I had said to him, like every time Valentine's comes around, it's like this, what are we going to do? How, how are we going to do it? Is it going to be cute? Is it going to be sexy? Are we going to do, are we going to have sex? Are we going to have a fancy dinner? Like, it's just like, no, let's, find a way to connect with each other, to get away from our children and away from our bed where kids like stomp on our heads at 6 a.m. And so that's what we did. And I think it was really, really helpful for us. And I'm like, this is what we need to do like every three or four months, like have a reset, spend the night in a hotel. Just be intentional. Be intentional. I don't want like a gift. I don't, I don't want chocolate. I don't, I mean, flowers would be nice. Um, I think like as you get with age and marriage and we've talked about this, like, you know, it's not as fresh as it was when you were first dating. It's like, it's not that way. Um, So when he brings me flowers, even if they're from, you know, like he, he, she got a crazy like mismatched bunch from Kroger on his way home after picking up ragu sauce. (laughs) Like I, I take that to heart and I appreciate it. And it's not this big fancy ordeal like on Valentine's Day, but love and marriage is not Valentine's Day. It's not a fantasy. It's it's kind of like love and marriage is not your wedding day. That wedding day, that picture of us that was so sexy and three hours in, like it 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 gets it gets better with age, but it gets more complicated. Mm-hmm. We have jobs, we have kids, we have in-laws, we have sick parents, we have a lot of pressure at work. We never see each other. We never have sex, whatever it is. Like, honestly, it just, it gets harder and harder. And the more children you throw into the mix 
as we have. I mean, we got twins and it's been like, (laughs) it's been a nut show uh, for a long, a good four years. But um, yeah, I just think being intentional and like finding the reasons why you loved each other in the first place and just being alone and together. And then, you know, I think you, it's a great suggestion for people Mm -hmm. to like look in their town uh, to to get away. Cause sometimes it's hard, like, oh, I can't get it. We can't go away somewhere. Right. But maybe you can afford Mm -hmm. a one night at a hotel if you look at a deal and you get it. And really escaping your bedroom, Uh your, like, especially if you do have kids Mm -hmm. or that's, that's a great tip. And then if you can't for whatever reason Mm -hmm. afford that, like figure out in your home, like how you can make that happen. Like, and Mm -hmm. have your husband listen to this and we'll tell him, (laughs) like have him run you a bath and pour a bottle, a bottle, (laughs) pour a bottle because we (laughs) need that that too. (laughs) Pour a glass of wine or Prosecco or champagne or rosé or whatever. And like find ways to have that romance in your house, but not just on the 14th. That's right. That's how right. can you both, and then what can you do for him and what, what can he do for you, vice versa, where it's not, it's like showing acts of really pursuing each other and it, not just in, like you said, in a mm-hmm. chocolatey or a gift kind of way. Yes. Yeah, the random flowers for you is great. Yeah. I've, ad, I've admitted to people over the years, I think I came clean and on the Bobby Bone Show in a segment that we later dubbed Wife Confessions after I confessed <laughs> it, that I didn't like flowers and my husband kept buying them for me and I would always just be like, thank you. And then they would die and I felt oh. horrible. And so I finally came clean and just confess that he needed to not yeah. waste his money on. So everybody's built differently. So figure out what it is for your person. Absolutely. <laughs> and then whoever that is that you're in a relationship with and, and make sure, you know, that that's what they want, but you can surprise them with it every totally. now and then. Totally. And it does make it special. Oh, and so. now he doesn't give me flowers ever, ever since I confessed. <laughs> He's like, oh, so that's how it is. Okay. You hate flowers. But I kind of feel like now that I've ruled them out, yeah. something about it <laughs> makes it a little more desirable now. It's been a few years. If you were to come with flowers, I might be like, oh, hey. Mm-hmm. You might. Hmm. You're a little enticed. Mm-hmm. Now, now I'm into the flowers. But I think um, what will y'all do? So when people are listening to this, it's if, if they're listening to it the day that comes out, it's yeah. the day before Valentine's Day. Right. So because you were intentional about kind of having your Valentine's yeah. Day early and then throughout the year, mm-hmm. you're trying to make a point of it. Like, what will y'all do on Valentine's Day? Well, I thought about that the other day because I was like, it's going to come here. And it's like, my daughter is eight years old and she like she's very intuitive and she listens to everything. And I'm, she's like, it's Valentine's day. What are y'all going to do? Right. And, um, I think what I'm hoping to do is maybe like cooking a meal that he likes and staying in our guest room. We did that like oh. a couple months ago. And I don't remember why I, I feel like every time one of our kids gets sick, one of us takes a guest room because one of the kids wants to get in our bed. And we went in there one night, he was watching something and we spent the night in there. And it was kind of like being out of town because we were not in our bedroom. Like it's, there's something about changing it up that 
is different. And change who you are? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. Hey, I'm Cindy. <laughs> exactly. Just Hi. kidding. No, but you know. But I mean, like, if you're into that, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, if you're into it, great. But I mean, bring the wine in there and put <laughs> Cindy, on. why did I say Cindy? I don't know. Okay, yeah. My friend Landon would be like, that's Sharon. I don't know. <laughs> just whoever. But like, change it up. And like, I don't know. I feel like if you bring wine in there and you put something new on Netflix that you haven't seen and you just change it up. I don't think you necessarily have to go out of town. If you can, that's great. I mean, we don't have family in town. We had our babysitter come, but yeah, just change it up and do something. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a big deal. What's your love language? I'm words of affirmation. So am I. Mm-hmm. Oh my and, gosh. Uh, I, think time. My, I think my second one is like touch, mm-hmm. or, but I need to hear the things. Everything. Like, yes. Yeah. Tell me again. Uh, Are you sure? Yes, Repeat yes, it. Yes. I just told you that yesterday. Tell me again. Exactly. And I <laughs> think but that's, are you hard. that way with your husband? Is it words of affirmation professionally and emotion, like um, relationship wise with yours? Cause I'm same. It's, I'm yeah. with everybody. Yeah. I feel like it's with everybody. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm a, I'm a words person and I like to hear that I'm doing a good job or mm-hmm. I like to hear that you like my new jeans or, you know, that I, you look pretty for date night. Or, you look so cute in your hat. Yeah. Your oh, well, shirt. You. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah. And what about your husband? What's what's his? He's acts of service. So is my husband. Really? We should double date. I know. We really, <laughs> really need to do that. Yeah, yeah. Like if I do little things like make his coffee before he, it's like the biggest deal. I know. And it's so easy. I'm like, okay. It's interesting. You don't really think about it all day, every day when you're in your marriage. But if you do and you're like, oh, like my husband likes to do his laundry. But he told me the other day, he's like, I don't really like to do my laundry. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Why did you have that? Like, why did you think he- he's just been doing his laundry, like our whole relationship. And now we have all these kids. So I just do our my laundry for me and the kids. But like when I do his laundry, he's like, thanks. Thanks for doing the laundry. And I'm like, Oh, you like that. Or if I cook like... Oh, you're into that? I, yeah, <laughs> that's hot. You know, it's like uh, cooking chicken and dumplings. Like I made that the other night and he like, if I make a steak and I normally make in the same three things every week that the kid's like, if he walks in the house and it smells like steak, I mean, his mouth starts watering and that's an act of service for him. He's like, yeah. you know that I love filet mignon. You know that I like it with butter and you know how to, you know, whatever, how to make it. And it goes a long way. I need to do it more. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I need to make steaks on the 14th. And yeah, maybe you should do that. I think I will. I think he'll be so excited. And then take it to the guest bedroom. Yes. Amen. (laughs) He would love that. Um, I think it's important to, you know, since this is an episode on love, yeah, to try to think of what your love language is. There's five. So, I mean, and there's a whole book on it. The mm-hmm. guy that, you know, wrote that book and came up with the five love language, he was on Oprah's yes. um, podcast. Maybe it was a super soul conversation or I some little mini thing that she had. Uh, and I thought their chat was really good. Mm-hmm. It's literally like a 25, 30 minute podcast and it can mm-hmm. just recap a lot of that if you're wanting like a quick listen or you don't have time to get his book or read. But I think it's important for you to know yours and then know your significant other. I think it's crucial. Um, And then, then know, then tap into your coworkers (laughs) and um, your friends. Yes. And it's try to get to know theirs. Um, Do you, do you do the Enneagram? 
I do. And I took it the first time and I was a four. Mm-hmm. And then I took it again. And I was kind of like, I don't know, it's a little disappointed. You know, Caroline, Javi and I talked about that because she's a four too. And, and I, I'm a, like a feeler, like I, I'm a deep feeler. But the second time I took it, I was a seven, which is, is that the helper? Uh, two, I think is a helper. Seven is okay. like um, the life of the party. Like you love people, things. You're always like, if it's, you're so, you're into fun. Like if it's not fun, you're out. Yeah. You're like, what's that happening? Was, yeah, that was, it was me. It was like, I was a two, but then like a seven wing mm-hmm. the second time that I took it. So I don't know. I, I don't really like, I haven't, I'm a little I, nervous I, to like look I, into no, it. No, I, I, I have not pinned myself down and I even had a verbal Mm-hmm. reading or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, this guy that has come on the podcast a few times, he sat down with me and my husband and, uh-huh. you know, gave us our numbers uh-huh. after talking. And I, I just was like, that's just not my number. Like, that's not <laughs> me. Because I see, he said I was a three. And okay. I see other people that are threes and they're very goal-oriented and driven and they check things off their list. And I'm like, that's just not me. Well, I would see that about you though. I but, mean, but no. And then my sister, she's <laughs> staying with me this week and she's still, she's like, Amy, I don't know. I feel like you're three. Like when you want stuff, like you know how to make it happen, yeah. but it's just, sometimes you're not, you're not there. Like you're, when you're in stress, I can mm-hmm. be a, a nine right. or something. And right. so my nine tendencies and I was like, well, if that's the case, then I'm straight up living in nine yeah. for the past, <laughs> you know, six or seven years, right? which could be the case because yeah. I feel like I have gone through a lot. I, and even at church on Sunday, like some stuff came up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like cried at church because I lost my mom five years ago and I the we had a guest speaker mm-hmm. and the woman speaking said mm-hmm. that when she lost her dad at 21 mm-hmm. for like almost nine years, she was kind of living life and everyone mm-hmm. probably would have thought that everything was great. Right. And she had it. She finished college, got mm-hmm. a good career, was doing her thing. Mm-hmm. And like everything seemed yeah. fine. Yeah. She's like, but me, she's like, I was not myself. I don't know what mm-hmm. happened to me. I, w- I felt hollow. Mm-hmm. And so we talk about being creatives. Yeah. I don't, I think of how I used to be creatively mm-hmm. And I don't even know, I think back on things that I've done, I did, and how I came up with those ideas, I don't even know. I'm like, who was that person? Like, how would I even tap? It was right. not anything like, you know, like an amazing song that I wrote that went number one or anything, like it's stupid stuff, but it was still kind of creative where yeah. I was like, wow. Or that I would like tap into that and actually get excited about it. Right. Like even just following through with the stuff I wanted to do that was coming into my brain is that's like a level of tapping into some creativity that you have and then executing. And, and so you not think that you did, I, I mean, those are parts of me where I was like, Uh maybe I was a three then. And like, even my sister just started bringing up different examples and I thought, well, maybe you're right. And maybe, and then I started thinking about the conversation at church and I was like, well, maybe I'm just, that is me, Yeah, but it's not me right now right. because I'm, I'm, I haven't dealt with some yeah. stuff oh, and yeah. her, the speaker at church was just saying like, she wasn't ready to face mm. that. She hadn't fully grieved it. And sometimes I feel like I have, but I'm like, maybe I haven't, maybe I need to really work through this and 
figure this out. And this is like just total, I've derailed us into this, but it's like really knowing yourself. And it's like, I feel like I have, but I don't know. This is the first time I've even talked about it since then, but I don't know. I feel like people think I know who I am. Right. And I feel like at one point I kind of did, but I would say it's pretty spot on. That's probably why I started crying in the middle of church. I had to get up and leave was because I was like, oh my gosh, like that's that. I think that might be me and I feel stuck in this and I need to figure a way out because I'm not, I'm a, I'm hollow. Like I'm not the me that I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And I think that you, you know, we're constantly evolving. So for you to feel that in that moment and recognize that, I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't know how I would, deal with that kind of loss. I don't know, just knowing my personality and how I feel things. So, like, I don't know. And I, to be honest, I don't think you ever get over that. And I think you have to constantly work through that loss and reevaluate because we're constantly evolving. So to feel that in that moment at church, like that meant something to but you. But what about tragedy? Yeah. Like shuts off part of your brain that, I mean, to me, and I, I could be totally overthinking that, or listeners might be like, oh my gosh, like, I, yes, I've experienced this after something tragic. Yeah. I feel like it's shut off. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't been able to tap into mm-hmm. s- things or care as much about things. Like who knows? This podcast could be freaking amazing. It is amazing. Certain things or like have ideas or have the energy to execute. And I know that we're evolving and I'm not scared to change mm-hmm. and be something different and grow. Right. But I feel like there was part of my mm-hmm. being that just like turned off. Well it's I think compartmentalizing. Yeah. I think that, you know, anybody you know, my mom went through tremendous loss as a young girl. And uh, we talk, we joke about it now, like over a martini. I'm like, mom, you've never been to therapy. Mm. You've never opened up this wound, like ever. And any time that we talk about it now, she's 71, she starts to get really emotional and she starts to open up. And I'm like, it's okay to talk about it. And it's okay to open up that wound and deal with it. Because I don't think anybody on earth that goes through any kind of tragedy that they go through just immediately rolls on through it without having their their life change at all. Like your life is going to change and you're going to evolve. And if you feel like, God, I just had a moment, like maybe I should deal with this. Like, girl, I'm like, I, I, if I could go to therapy once a week, I would, mm-hmm. because I am a constant, I just, I wear my feelings on my on, on everything. I mean, it's just all over me. And I feel like we are constantly becoming the people that we're supposed to be. So I don't see there any harm in opening up that wound and dealing with it in the way that you yeah, feel fit. I guess I thought that it was maybe dealt with, but the more- and maybe it's not. The more I, after that service, yeah. I was like, maybe that's it. Maybe I haven't. I think that Mm -hmm. I've dealt with it, Mm -hmm. but I'm just walking around with it. And that's why I don't feel like tapped into my full potential. I don't feel content with what I'm putting out and doing and like why I feel just stuck. Right. Right. Like, because something about my, uh, like part, that part of my brain, the part that is a little bit more creative Mm -hmm. and go getter and, yeah, 
And not that, I mean, if I have a responsibility, I feel like I'm going to get it done, but there's other stuff that I probably, I know that I need to take more charge on, Right. but I don't have the oomph right. to do it. Right. So then that circles back to like, I don't know, am I a three? Because <laughs> I guess I can get stuff done, but I'm a three that's suffering from, um, you know, being st- like not Stuck in, what, in what, a stress, like I'm dealing, I have stress that's bogging me down. So I'm in a hunt, I'm an, I'm an unhealthy. But you know what? It, the, I think that the good thing about you talking about it is that it makes you human because I would never have known that about you. When you said you were three, I was like, oh, hell yeah, you are because you're a go-getter. You have so many great things going on and you're taking care of these kids and you're being a wife and a good friend and a good daughter. Like on the outside, I'm like, oh, you've got, you are a three. You are going but and see, doing it all. that's from the outside too. Like I have friends, like my friendships have struggled. I have friends like that have been honest with me and it's yeah. been very helpful. Yeah. It's been hard. Yeah. But helpful to know, like, to hear from a friend, like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, like, you don't ask me things. Right. I don't feel like you care. Right. Like right. I, real honest talks yeah. where yeah. I've just been like, oh my gosh, yeah. that that's hard to swallow, mm-hmm. but I, they're not wrong. Right. And so, right. and it was two very close friends, mm. not they didn't even know both of them were having the conversation. Oh, really? So it was, I was like, well, (laughs) then this is apparent. So that's a real, you know, but yes, when you're trying to be so many different things and then you realize where you're not following through. I just like the fact that I made someone that people that I genuinely do care about feel a certain way that I don't care. That's, that's hard. It is. And I'm still not, um, you know, nailing it in that, but I'm trying to make an effort well, to be more aware yeah. of like, how, how am yeah. I treating people? Like, and these are people that are 100% there for me, right. no matter what. And I would be, but I, I don't feel that way from them. And I'm like, I can learn from them. Like we can all learn from each other. Absolutely. But. And at least, and knowing that you're aware mm-hmm. makes you, you know, now you can get on track and, and discover how to <laughs> micromanage everything in your life. I mean, right. girl, it's a lot. I mean, you have a big job and a big family and it's a big life. We, we're we all just trying to figure it out. It's not like, you know, we none of us have it perfectly, all of our ducks in a row. I, need, I think that's um, important for everybody to hear because even when, trust me, when you go to Miley's, Instagram, you're like, oh my gosh, she's beautiful. Her kids are beautiful. Her home is beautiful. Like everything's like together, but she, she doesn't fake that that's what it is, but it is very from, from that outside looking in when they don't really know, they may think like everything's great, but we have to remember everybody's going through all kinds of stuff. That's why grace is super important and extending that to Mm -hmm. people because you don't know what kind of day they're having or month or yeah. year yeah. or five years yeah. or whatever it yeah. is or decade. Uh, you know, grace is, is a big one. I know that this is the podcast. This episode is about love, mm-hmm. but I think, gosh, grace is it's a, a form of love. It is. And I think too, with your partner, whether you're dating somebody new or you're with somebody for 20 years, like I don't grant him enough grace because mm. I sometimes can just be like, because I'm just, I'm having a crappy day and the kids are whatever, or my work or whatever's happening. And I just think granting people grace is, that's a huge form of love. I, I think that's how we should all treat each other. And we should all just be there for each other. 
Yeah. Because we're all going through it. None of us are perfect. Come on. Yeah. Did you watch Taylor Swift's documentary? I did because you posted about it. Uh And I have been, we just started Succession recently. Oh, so good. We didn't see it. And I'm like, how are we late to this party? We were late to that party too, but it's so good. Uh, So we just started that and we've been obsessed. Um, But then that came out and I was like, it was date night, but he was, or not date night. um, It was, we call Netflix date night for us when the kids go to bed. And he was late and I was like, I'm going to watch that documentary. I thought it was really seemed really honest mm-hmm. and um I liked it I, I liked did it a lot and I'm a visual person and I'm a huge cinematic person so from a, that standpoint I think the director was on point and I think you know got what she needed to get and um listen it's a big big job and a big life Taylor has I don't yeah I don't think um I don't think if we don't extend grace to human beings whether they are the biggest pop star in the world or not, I, I, I think we're doing a disservice to humanity. You yeah. know what I mean? I, and I'll just say too, if you don't have Valentine's plans and <laughs> I would just go ahead, I'm going to give you your plans for tomorrow night. If you don't have a date or if you've got, and you don't have girlfriends you want to go out with, or if your girlfriends just want to come over, yes. y'all get some popcorn, maybe some wine, put Taylor Swift's or Miss Americana is what mm-hmm. it's called on yeah. Netflix. And that is your Valentine's day. Boom. Boom. Order pizza, done. <laughs> like, or maybe, well, this is from the documentary, but maybe order some burritos. If you watch the documentary, you'll see why. Because Taylor's like, to her producer, she's like, do you eat burritos? And he's like, no. Or no, he said, yeah. He's like, who doesn't eat burritos? Right. She's like, well, I didn't until like two years ago. I, I just never tried a burrito. She's like, and then she's like over there just eating this burrito. And I was just so happy for her. And she put a chip inside the burrito. And then she's like, ever done this? And she put a chip in and she took a bite down. And it. she's like, for the crunch. And I just was so happy. Like the burrito moment for me was, was big was big because I don't know why she'd never tried a burrito, but also in the documentary, she discloses that she had some disordered eating stuff happening because she, I'm sure the pressure of that, I mean, I can't even imagine, yeah. but there was times where she was starving herself and now she's just in a much healthier place. And she's like eating the damn burrito. Yeah. She's eating the freaking burrito. And I just was so <laughs> happy for I her. Too. I was like, what is this whole burrito bit? <laughs> this is going to be a huge meme or something. Yes. And so get some burritos Yes, <laughs> and, um, you know, have a good time with that with you or in your friends or yes. whatever. Um, and then well, before we go, um, I, I just want to list the five love languages. I lifted list. I looked them up real quick, just in case you don't want to go listen to <laughs> the Oprah or you want to order the book, but it's words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Those are the five. Mm. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. And then if you've never heard of the Enneagram, I know we kind of went off on that. You can just (laughs) Google it to learn a little bit more, but there are tests you can take online. There's books you can read. Um, I have a good podcast that I did with Annie Downs where she talked about the Enneagram. I've had Enneagram Hunter on the podcast like several times, but it was a long, long time ago. Um, but there's tons of resources out there if you're trying to figure out your number. I think that's probably the, you know, when it comes to loving yourself mm-hmm. and loving others, yeah. those are tools that can really help you um, with that. Cause it's understanding right. people's 
how they're, how they're made, like how their personality, how they're going to respond to things, how you can, it's crazy once you know, and I'm not an expert in any of this stuff and I need to dig more into it. Trust me. Like I'm, when I say this, mm-hmm. a lot of times when I say stuff to you listening, I'm saying it cause I'm like, shoot, I need to hear it. It's true. But you know, it's so helpful. I think to know mm-hmm. more about you and then the others around you, because a simple way you respond to someone mm-hmm. or how you tell someone something, if you tell it in the way that they need, they respond better to it, the result is so much better. Oh, totally. I mean, my therapist was the one that said, get that book. Yeah. And literally, we read the book and we were like, oh, wow, you are acts of service and I'm words of affirmation. So we better get on it. I mean, you know, if you're not searching and trying to be better, what are you doing? Yeah. Come on. What are you doing? Okay. And then, yeah, I'll remind y'all to um, just check out, if you want to read the full post that we went over, we just kind of just were paraphrasing, or I had her share um, more just from her perspective, but she wrote a really great post and she has a lot of other great things up. She's California born, but Nashville living. She's got, uh, gosh, you could probably come back on to talk about your past. She was like a pop star. Oh gosh. Like, I feel like you've had... A couple lives. Nine lives. But they're like so fun. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. And again, her Instagram is at Miley. Missahan. Missahan. (laughs) M-A-I-L-E-M-I-S-A-J-O-N. Get out your Instagram right now and follow her or at least check her out. And then you'll be like, oh, she's not so bad. I guess I'll follow her. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Second thing. Okay, so now for the five ways to fall in love with yourself this Valentine's Day. And this is something you need to be practicing year round. Kind of like when Miley was on in the first thing talking about her relationship with her husband. Like she doesn't want things to just be on Valentine's Day. And I really feel like obviously this day brings a lot of tension to love. So that's when we focus on it. But let's try to love all year long. And um, I saw this on Forbes Forbes.com. So I decided to pull it. It's pretty simple and quick, but uh, here's how you can learn to love yourself and nurture a deep appreciation for who you are. Number one, Forbes says to keep a success journal. List your accomplishments every day. Review your entries at the end of the week and summarize what this says about you. When your default thinking is negative, this repetitive activity supports positive self-talk by building a new neural pathway or new neural pathways more than one. Uh, So, and this is similar to our gratitude journal. Like if you are writing down positive things, you are building neural pathways in your brain. You're, you're rewiring how you think. So, I mean, I felt like when I read this, I was like, that's kind of cheesy. I'm not going to write down my successes every day. But if you're already keeping a gratitude journal, it could be something you kind of do on the side is like, also be proud of yourself for things you've done or things you've accomplished and maybe add that there or have a totally separate journal for this. But, you know, this will help you, again, have appreciation for you, who you are and have more positive self-talk to yourself instead of negative. Um, the second thing they say is do something nice for yourself on a regular basis, like maybe buy yourself flowers, book a massage or a facial, go to the theater, or take a little vacation. Show yourself how much you appreciate who you are. Maybe it might be a manicure or pedicure. Or if you 
don't want to spend money, it could be taking the time to run yourself a bath in your house and shut the door and turn on some music and don't let anybody else in for 30 minutes. Like that is you doing something nice for yourself. It could be making sure that you get to bed at the right time so you can crawl in bed and read your book for 30 minutes before you get eight hours of sleep. It could be giving yourself eight hours of sleep. Like that is you doing something nice uh, for yourself. The third thing they say to do is be your own best friend. Talk to yourself the way you would talk to your best friend. And think about how supportive and empathetic that we are with our friends. You should have those same encouraging and loving conversations with yourself, which is definitely hard to do. But, you know, it's just here. These are just like tips for you to keep, like I always say, in your back pocket. So, you know, I'm not saying that all this stuff is super easy or it's going to work for everybody. um, But I do think we could be talking more positively to ourselves. And that's a good tip. Like, how would I say this to my best friend? Or how would I say this to my daughter? Like some of the ways we talk to ourselves, moms, if you've got kids, we would never talk to our kids that way. We would never, we would, we only want to build them up. We never want to put them down. So why do we put ourselves down? Why are we not building ourselves up more? Um, the fourth thing uh, from this article is forgive yourself for your mistakes. Now, you would do that for friends in your life. And continually beating yourself up for what you did in the past is not productive. So show compassion and forgiveness. And lastly, the fifth thing, uh, understand that failures, mistakes, and setbacks offer valuable lessons. So look for opportunities to grow personally or professionally from your past and you know, be mindful going forward on how to use these lessons in your life. Like just in, if it's a failure or a mistake, don't wallow in it like, oh, but how can you learn from it, grow from it, and is it going to make you a better person? So anyway, Valentine's Day should not be the only day on the calendar that we show our deep appreciation for others and for ourselves. So The encouragement here at the end of the article is making loving yourself a daily habit for your continued well-being, happiness, and so boom, there you go. Five ways to fall in love with yourself this Valentine's Day, except for don't just do it today. Try to practice these things every day and share this with a friend that might need to hear it. Like if, if you've got someone in your life that you know they're not good at loving and appreciating themselves, make sure that they hear this or make sure you tell them how awesome they are. And remind them to be awesome to themselves. Okay, now let's talk loving others. And I don't mean like your spouse or your kids or, um, or you know, someone that you're supposed to love. I'm talking about loving people even when it's hard or finding ways to love on some strangers, like loving your neighbor. We talk about that here a lot on the podcast. Like loving your neighbor could literally mean, yes, your next door neighbor. It could mean somebody far, far away. Just how can we love others? But let's start with trying to love people around you who where it might be a little bit difficult at times. Um, first of all, we should just be kind to people in general. I think that's like a good tip. When you extend kindness to someone who is hurting, you can really see a change in them. And if you've never witnessed that before, I encourage you to really try it out because like sometimes even just smiling at someone that is being kind of rude at the grocery store or if you're running errands and you just have an awkward encounter, if you end up being kind, you can see they're, they make a shift too. And I'm not saying that happens every time, but 
I have witnessed it myself and I've, it's been done to me too, where I've been in a bad mood and then someone was kind to me and I know how it made me feel and it made me feel better. Um, Mother Teresa has a quote, let us always meet each other with a smile for a smile is the beginning of love. So boom. And a smile is a super easy way to show kindness. So that's first thing, be kind. Uh, Another thing is empathize. Loving someone well is like trying to imagine what they're going through. Try to feel what they're feeling. Now, some people can empathize easier than others. Some people, it's really hard for them to be empathetic, but um, empathy is also easily confused with compassion. They're not the same. I learned this. Compassion is an instinctive and sometimes fleeing response to someone's suffering. Empathy is the ability to identify with their experience. It runs deeper. It lasts longer. And so while you might not know exactly what they're going through, when you really try to get in there and think about it and try to sympathize and empathize, um, you're investing more. And it enables you to understand what they're going through, and it'll impact you differently. And that goes a long way to letting people know that they're not alone because they don't feel like they're just, they're the only ones that feel this way or they're going through it. Like really try to understand where someone is coming from if you're finding it difficult to love them. And then you might be like, oh, okay, I I get it now. Another thing it says here is to expect nothing in return. Now, when someone is hurting or going through something and you offer up kindness, like you're just straight up doing it. You're loving them with zero expectations. You just got to keep showing up, keep listening, keep offering, even if like there's not like, you know, a lot of praise coming your way. Like, thank you so much for doing this. I'm so thankful for you. Um, Sometimes people don't really know how to receive the love that you're giving. So don't do it with anything in return. But over time, I think you may see things shift. And sometimes loving is just listening. It's being present, paying attention, being patient, and, you know, let people know that you're there for them. Um, Sometimes it's hard for me if my husband approaches me with like, I'm here to fix the problem all the time. Sometimes I just want him to be there and listen. And that's like the best way he can love me in that moment. And that can apply to so many relationships in your life, um, not just with a significant other or a best friend or coworker, like whoever it is. It doesn't mean that you need to swoop in and fix anything. Maybe you just need to be a listener and that's loving someone. Um, yeah. And then also we can love in small ways. Like love doesn't have to be a big grand gesture. I mean, obviously not. We just went over a few things like just just listen, be kind. Like that stuff's not anything crazy. Um, but sometimes someone might just need a hug. They might need a nice text. They don't need anything that costs anything. Maybe, maybe you do buy them like their favorite coffee or something. It's not too much, but just show up and let someone know that you care. Like that's a small way that you can serve someone and let them know that they are loved. So it's not just about loving yourself on this day of love or this week of love or this month of love, but it's also loving people through words and actions, even when it's hard to. Okay. Fourth thing with Amy Brown. Okay. So being that this is the four things podcast, I typically try to stick with the theme of four, like maybe uh, give you 
four movies that you can watch that are romantic, but I feel like I have so many more than that. So maybe just get out a pen or type these up real quick if you want to have a little romantic or rom-com, rom-com, rom-comedy, romantic comedy type weekend. Um, Then these are some that I think you should check out if you haven't yet. Now, old school favorites for me are Pretty Woman and Dirty Dancing. My top three movies my favorite movies of all time are Pretty Woman, Dirty Dancing, and Steel Magnolias. I won't categorize Steel Magnolias as a romantic or rom-com category, so um, that doesn't make the cut. But Pretty Woman and Dirty Dancing, they make the cut. Um, oh, Romantic would definitely be The Notebook. And But if you're wanting more laughter, then maybe you go with something like Hitch. And Hitch is one where even if you've seen that, like you can watch it over and over and over, and it's still good. Also, like an old classic where honestly, like I haven't seen it in forever would be Titanic. Not really something I'm going to go back and watch probably, but it is a good one. And if you've never seen it for some odd reason, um, might be something you want to check out. The Proposal is so good with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. I love that one. I also love The Wedding Planner. Uh, Jennifer... Uh, Lopez isn't it J-Lo and Matthew McConaughey like it's super cute Uh, Notting Hill is another favorite that a lot of people like a newer one is A Star is Born with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga I never I didn't want to see that one in theaters like I kept hearing it was good but I was like yeah 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 and I finally watched it when it came out at home and I was like yes this is so good so definitely if you haven't watched that you should and the music is so amazing I I don't know I don't want to give anything away but some some of these might be a little bit sad, but it's definitely romantic. Uh, The Notebook, did I already say that one? Because I feel like that one's like super popular. Um, It's like always out there as something love. But Sweet Home Alabama is also another one of my favorites that's like kind of funny, but all about love and cute and sweet. So pour a glass of wine, get some popcorn, pick one of these movies. Or if you're not into any of these, I just encourage you to put on your sweatpants, maybe do a quick Google search of, you know, good romantic movies to check out. Maybe there's just some, you know, honestly, like any of the Hallmark Christmas movies, those are like all the feel goods. I wish Hallmark would do that with Valentine's Day. I mean, that would be amazing. Kind of how they do with Christmas. Like in October, they start playing cheesy love Christmas movies. Well, why not? Why not for Valentine's Day? Like January 1st, they start playing cheesy love Valentine's Day movies. Somebody should talk to Hallmark about that. Or maybe they already do. I don't know. Maybe there's one you could check out there. But Netflix probably has some of these. Hulu, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, like however people you get movies these days. They're so easy to watch a movie at home. Bobby's uh, Bobby Bones from the Bobby Bones Show. If you listen to that, you know that he is a big believer in that movie theaters are going away. And he's been saying it for years, and I used to disagree with him, but now we're kind of seeing that decline. And I also see how amazing it is to just be able to watch a movie at home and not have to worry about people being loud in the theater or germs or paying $20 for a popcorn. Like, it is pretty awesome. And, like, Netflix is showing us how that's done. Like, they are producing movies and putting them out, and they were up for Oscars. I mean, they're legit real movies that would be in a theater, but they're just – boom, they're available on Netflix to stream. So there's some stuff on there you could check out. Uh, Either way, I just hope that whatever y'all are doing this weekend, you feel loved, you give out love, and that um, you have a great weekend. 
Uh, don't leave yet, though, because I've got the email shout out coming up next, and it's something really cool that a teacher is doing. Okay, before I get into the email shout out, I just want to say thank you to my friend Miley for coming on and being the first thing. Like, she's super sweet. I hope y'all check her out. Uh, And then now for the email shout out, it's from Caitlin. Hello, Amy. I'm a kindergarten teacher and wanted to share with you something that your podcast inspired me to start doing with my class. In January, we started Thankful Thursdays to try to be more grateful in the new year. During the week, my kinders will write things that they are grateful for on a small piece of paper and put the papers in our grateful jar. They are able to write one word, a sentence, or even add some pictures. On Thankful Thursdays, we pick out four and read them as a group. The kids get so excited to hear the notes and put a lot of effort into thinking of what they're thankful for. I've noticed more positivity in my classroom since we started. On your podcast with Jenny Allen, you talked about getting our youth to practice being grateful, and I thought this could help others see how easy it is to practice gratefulness with kids. And yes, Caitlin, I think this is a great idea. I feel like I might need to put a grateful jar in my house and have my kids do it. My kids write in my Four Things Gratitude Journal sometimes, which is awesome, but I could also see us implementing something like a jar and then maybe drawing out of there, or if other people... Are hearing this, you don't have to be a kindergartner teacher to implement this into your life. Like, just take what she's saying and find different ways that you can help incorporate gratitude into your life or with your family or with your friends or with your kids. You know, I shared an email shout out a few weeks ago where um, a girl bought our espoir for things gratitude journal for herself and like four of her friends, and they all fill them out and then they connect like once a week and share with each other what they've journaled, like what they've entered. And it's helping them express their gratitude and what they're thankful for. And it's like an activity. And that's sort of what this is. Like that's an adult version of an activity. And then this little grateful jar for kids is an activity. So it's just getting creative and finding ways that you can um, practice gratitude. So, and I really appreciate when y'all email me your awesome ideas, love reading them. So Four things with Amy Brown at gmail.com is the email. Radioamy.com is where you can find all things Espoir, all thing, all four things products. Uh, Espoir Benefits Haiti. It's where you can find Pimp and Joy. It's where you can find my Amazon favorites thing. I get DMs all the time. Shoot, I don't know how to find that thing you posted from Amazon. Well, radioamy.com will take you directly to all of that. So. Just And that should be pretty easy to remember because that's also my Instagram handle and my Twitter handle. So if you're not following me there, go ahead and do that. If you want to subscribe, rate, review, do any of that jazz, that is greatly appreciated. And yeah, okay. I will talk to you guys uh, on Tuesday for the Q&A next Tuesday. Bye. Be kind Little food for your soul, Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown.